Hello and welcome to The Real and the Gritty with Belle and Danielle. And today we're chatting together on all things health to help you guys out. Yeah. How are you, Belle? I'm good. I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. (laughs) I know. It's going to be... It's going to be like that for a while, I think, the whole um, cases in New South Wales and Bells in Victoria. Exactly. Anyway, lucky we've got Zoom and video and FaceTime, (laughs) all of these amazing technologies. They can be such a blessing, can't they? Absolutely. I think it's just uh, really important to use them at the right time and then also connect with yourself and with those around you to make sure that you're not getting too caught up in it too Mm, that's a biggie so we've had a few questions that we're going to be answering answering on today's podcast and we're going to start with uh how to be better saying yes to yourself and no to others and I would love your take on this bell because I know this has been a huge one for you over the last year and a half Mm, for sure I think Mm. my natural default which is in a lot of our personalities is to give and to try and please others and say yes to everything and not stop and think about what you need for yourself you kind of push it to the back burner going I'll get to that later or I'll squish it in somewhere and it it just your body will tell you when to stop and you want to prevent that from happening so I guess for me, the biggest thing I've learned is that to show up in the best possible way for others, you actually need to stop and listen and give back to yourself. You can't keep pouring from a cup that has slowly got a little hole in it and it's draining, draining, draining. And Dan's like a big one for this one. If you don't start to Mm. kind of say no when you need to, you, your body your energy, your mental health, all of those things start to slide and you keep trying to cover them up with things. You keep trying to patch it up, um, pretending, or you start to have a million coffees a day to try and get through things. And it's just where you're not paying attention to the signs and symptoms. Our bodies are always communicating with us. They're always trying to tell us things. And that's another good point there, how you're talking about covering up with actually what your body is telling you. And a lot of people can do this by buying things as well. That's another Mm. addiction that can come with that. So it's like, I've got more money. I am making so much money, blah, 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 but I'm giving up X, but I can buy all these things. They're giving me this high, you know, all of a sudden. And really it's actually not doing your health any good does that make sense because that high Mm. goes down again and you're back to being tired lethargic or that half empty feeling and you might not be realizing it because you are chasing those highs highs with food highs with you know catching up with friends and really chatting to them and uh, ignoring your emotions it's highs of succeeding in your job maybe mm-hmm. and getting that reassurance from the outside world instead of looking within and getting it from you there's there's a pattern there that isn't just about saying no mm. the pattern is so much deeper and it's going to be individual and you really like there was a 
big trigger in my mind just then with you saying that, Belle, is that we all do hide how we are actually feeling when we are in go-go mode. A hundred percent. It's even like when someone says, how are you? Our natural default is like, I'm good. I'm good. Like, or, yeah. or it's, yeah, really busy things, but yeah. uh, or I've had a really stressful day, but have you actually taken, so you've realized you've had a stressful day or a stressful week, but have you taken time out to calm those stresses down? Mm. And we really miss that. It's sort of like normal to be stressed and busy. And we've talked about this before, but then look at, really look at those things that you're suppressing and you're trying to get those highs. And that can be like drinking as well. That could be having four glasses of red wine or whatever wine or whatever drink when you get home from your day. Mm. And I know a big part for me was this perception of others. So Mm. when I say no, am I letting someone down? Are they going to be unhappy with me? And it was all that external worrying about them. When I know as a friend, as a partner, as a human, mm-hmm. if my friend turned around to me and said, hey, like that really doesn't suit me today or hey, I'm really overwhelmed and tired today. I just need to go home and have a bath or like, hey, I just can't cope yeah. with this. I said yes to dinner, but like now I'm just exhausted. I would never, ever think that. Like I would never, yeah. I would always be like, that's totally fine, babe. Do you look after yourself? So it's really interesting how when we reverse it mm-hmm. and you start thinking as a friend perspective or as that other person, you never, <laughs> yeah, go down that path of thinking. So if you can start in those moments when you need to choose yourself, remind yourself that your friends should be supportive, your family should be supportive. And if they're not, then maybe have a look at how, valuable that friendship or that um, relationship is to you and maybe it's not the best one for you Mm. or you have to teach people yeah as well and sometimes it does take those hard conversations of Mm -hmm. hey this is actually how I'm feeling I really need you to understand and it's it's open communication and being okay to whatever they think Maybe they might be annoyed or don't understand in that time and that's fine because some people are like that, that's okay. But that's more on them than it is you. Um, And then really going back into your breath and body in the first place as well and realizing, hang on a second, what do I need? Not another person. Hmm. What do I need today? And the more we tap into that every single day, the more your life is going to flow with a little bit more ease rather than that push, pull, burnout, push, pull, burnout, feeling like you are so busy that you have no time for anything to do with yourself. Mm. And it, it's not meaning that you don't have structure. It's not meaning that you don't have time for your friends. It's not meaning that you are just ignoring everyone and you're being so selfish and absorbing just yourself. It's none of that. All it is is the first step of your day and your time being like, hang on a second, how is my body feeling? What do I need? What's my priority? And then being disciplined with the fact that you can say no to others. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's also just being aware of your week and aware of where your time lies and what you need to get done for yourself. And then, as you say, you can schedule things, sit down at the start of the week, find out when you're going to train, when you're going to do these things for yourself and then plan your dinner with your friends or those other external activities. And then if on that day you turn up or you wake up and you're not right or you need more time for yourself, that's when you can also say no. So it's, yeah. it's really making sure that you create that space for everything. Yeah. So I'm going to give you another example of this that's just happened recently for me. Um, I've had a very busy couple of weeks in terms of lack of sleep and just a different schedule. And uh, my friends asked me for a hike on Sunday and I honestly had zero energy and my usual self would be like, I don't, I'm not going like, this is just my, (laughs) this is how I run my life. I really choose my energy and maintaining my energy. And I know that, you know, I was straight back into the gym on the Monday, very early start. If I looked at now in that decision, I had to go pros, cons, pros, cons to make this decision. It's a lot harder because a hike is something that makes me super happy. I love being outside. Mm-hmm. It's exercise that I needed. It's nature that I needed, right? But it's not necessarily um it's not necessarily really going to drain my energy, but it was because I was like I really need to just be by myself for a day. Okay. Yeah. But then I looked at the next two days after that and I was like, okay, there's a two hour gap here or a three hour gap there that I can be by myself and I can create that time. So I'm going to go on the hike and fill all these other things up that I love. And then I'm still going to make sure that I make that time. Yeah. Right. So it's not, sometimes it's like a balancing act and you've really got to learn as you go. Mm. Um, Because sometimes when you get in that saying no to others as well, I feel like sometimes you can do that too much. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get into that little like bandwagon of like, oh, I I should go to those events, but like I I haven't been for a while now and now I'm not sure. And yeah. 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 So really just, seeing where you're at there I think it takes practice and you're not Mm. going to get it right every time no and you learn more about yourself as you start to make these decisions and say yes and no yes 100% and you know who should be in your life who's supporting you Mm. Um, open communication skills that takes practice as well so I think our advice would be just start yeah. Just start saying yes to yourself first and then yes to others after you do that. Yeah. Mm, I think that's big the one. best advice. Mm-hmm. So the next one is how do you listen to your body without feeling lazy and guilty, which is a little bit intertwined, isn't it? Mm, definitely. Because until we have these nice foundations and habits set up and this consistency, it can be harder to know when we're saying um, or, or harder to know when to listen to our body and take rest and recovery or pull back when we don't maybe have that 
time there with the consistency behind us. So our body and our brain is very clever at telling us to maybe sit on the couch or I don't want to go today or I don't feel like it, i.e. lack of motivation. But motivation is kind of created from the acts that we choose to do. And often the reward system or that feeling and that energy level and dopamine hit comes after we do it. Mm. And that's what the challenging thing is, is sometimes we have to remind ourselves that the reward is going to come after I do this act. Mm. That moment, I think we have I this barrier. Yeah, I think what you're saying there can be solved by hitting the minimum sessions, your non-negotiables. So it's like, okay, once you've hit that, then you have the right pretty much to rest, recover. But until you earn that. Yeah. And there's also a way of, 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 of knowing that you can still be active and still move and still listen to your body without doing nothing at all. It, maybe you're not choosing to go and do your hardest session of the week on that day. Maybe it is you're going to do your 10,000 steps and tick that off and still move your body or change it to like a yoga flow. It doesn't mean you don't show up for yourself in that way. It just may be you shift the intensity. Yes. And then back it up with your minimum sessions. So it's yeah. like you can always change your schedule as long as you're really committing to the what your goals that you have wanted to achieve that week anyway. It doesn't mean that like, okay, say I feel crappy for three days that I sit there and feel crappy for three days and <laughs> try and rest. Um, it means that I'm going to rest for a day. I'm going to run myself a long bath. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to eat really nourishing food. And then the next day I'm going to get up And I'm going to get that really good session in. And that's going to give me that dopamine hit that I love. So again, there's no right or wrong. No. And then when you show up for that session that next day, it still may not feel 100%. Mm. You still may not have all of your motivation and energy there. Your body might feel a bit icky and that's okay. Dan has said this multiple times before. It's showing up for yourself thinking about progress and consistency over this perfection. And if we keep waiting for the right time to feel good or for the right, the right energy levels to perform that session, then it just won't happen. Yeah. And then if we want to go into a little bit more of that slowing down and not feeling, um, and not feeling guilty. And that's another thing that Belle and I have worked (laughs) over the last two years. Um, probably longer and again it's like an art and it's allowing yourself you know in those moments of a really really hectic life a really really busy mind allowing yourself to sit with yourself in solitude and breathe and do whatever you need to do to just clear that head and that looks different for everyone and you've got to look at that as being I look at it as in like this is very productive with me because I know what's going to happen on the other side of this if you need to have that mindset behind it do so but what we're saying is we can't like go a hundred miles an hour tick everything off a hundred percent and expect to maintain that Mm -hmm. it is like you say this dance this push pull it's 
work hard for this long, pull back, reset so you can go again. Mm. And as women, we've got this beautiful, I would nearly say so much untapped feminine energy, right? That we nurture, we like caring and our way of life in today's society is so masculine driven that it takes a lot of feminine energy away. So if you can, you know, bring that type of energy back into your day, back into your life, you're going to feel so much more full. And that could be like dancing around the house. That could be running a bath. That could be, you know, dressing up and putting makeup on, expressing yourself however you like to express yourself. It could be cooking warm, beautiful meals, whatever you like. Find find that and put it in your week as well. And you'll feel like you'll feel like you're slowing down away from this masculine energy of go, go, go. Yeah. And I think it's once we accept that there are so many technologies out there now, there is all always an option to do more, but that's mm. not necessarily the right thing. And it's like your health. There's always time to work on your health. There's going to be always time you could stay up late at night and choose to be on your computer till 3am if you want to. Mm. But it's learning to find that balance, find that structure and understand that that's not, that's not what we used to do back in the day. That's we used to go wake up with the sun and go to bed with, you know, um, the sunset and, start to have a little bit more closure in the day which was work and then night which is sleep rest recover so if you find yourself doing more just because you can do more it doesn't necessarily mean you're probably producing really good work or you are productive so doing more doesn't mean more you're more successful Mm. yeah and another thing with that is training I see a lot of people doing double sessions I see a lot of people training six seven days a week uh, we don't need to do that, period. Yep. Okay. It doesn't mean movement. It doesn't mean that you sit on the couch all day like we are saying before, but you do not need to be doing double sessions or train seven days a week. We are not athletes. Even at, like well, I was talking about this with a friend the other day on our hike, and we're talking about how even athletes don't do that. Okay, so when they have more days that they pull back, they're getting massages. They are slowing down and maybe they're, you know, on the bike, just pedaling it out or that lactic acid and they're still recovering. They're doing spa Mm -hmm. saunas, ice therapy. Yeah, they're not going 100% or even 80 or 70% in their sessions for seven days a week. Mm. and just touching on that it's also thinking about what you want for your health what you want your body to like look like what you want your what what you enjoy doing you don't have to do every single type of exercise like cardio and strength training and all of these things and squish them all into your week and do three or four sessions of each of them Mm. that Mm. doesn't get you the necessarily the aesthetic look that you want to which for a lot of people they're trying to achieve that. Like if we use, like you say, a example of an athlete, a sprinter doesn't sprint for an hour five times a week. Mm-hmm. Like they might only sprint for like five or 10 minutes total at that max every single week. And then as you say, they're working on their strength, they're working on their mobility, they're working on all of these other things. So when you can start mm-hmm. to think of your body as this beautiful 
machine that works in harmony we don't want to just run it into the ground crash it into a tree that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah and um and I think it's like if we talk about that and comparing yourself, you know, to people on Instagram and seeing that they're doing X, Y, and Z, you have to remember that it's just a video. It's just a little snippet. It's not actually probably their training schedule. They might have only just filmed those videos for the sake of content. It doesn't mean they're actually doing those sessions every single day. Try and get your head out of comparing yourself to others as well, which is another big one in the last couple of weeks. Mm, Ooh, we've had, yeah, we've had that a bit, haven't we, Belle? Yes, and it is very easy to get into that mindset of looking at what someone else is doing and thinking that's the right thing for you, but you just need to stay in your own lane. You need to work out that where you are right now is where you need to be and enjoy the process of, learning about your body, learning about your fitness, educating yourself and enjoying that journey. Because if you're not in that moment, in that present time, you'll probably miss something (laughs) that's really special that needs to be celebrated for you, an achievement. It could be learning how to do a squat properly. It could be that you've, you know, now can run two kilometers. Like whatever it is for you, you need to start celebrating every single little small win along the way on your way to your bigger goals. I think, you know, setting your own goals and some benchmarks and then having laser focus just on yourself and seeing health as something that you're working on every day. There's no end point and you don't need to compare to anyone else's body because that person is so different to you and what's going on inside is so different. What's going on in their life is so different there's no need. So if you can create this nearly like a bubble around you of when you step into the gym and when you show up to your health, it's you and you only. And that's how you're going to achieve the probably the most physically and mentally is if you keep in that bubble and you're not comparing, you're not getting down on yourself. Vice because versa. we all have very similar experiences as such Mm. but we all think differently we all feel differently and we all function differently biochemically so although we're all human beings we're very different yeah yeah (laughs) very interesting that one um I think just making sure you know, if you are having some anxiety to go into the gym or anxiety to show up in your session because you feel like you're not good enough or doing enough or I would just really, again, put yourself in that bubble. No one's really caring about what you're doing. Focus on each exercise at once and breathe into it. It's going to be okay in two weeks' time. It's going to be a completely different experience to you for you than it was a week ago two weeks ago and that's the coolest thing there's actually so much growth in a short period of time it's just your brain and your body doesn't realize it we as coaches can see it but I don't think in the moment Mm. as a client you can Mm. oh no it's crackling are you still there, Belle? Yeah, I'm still here. 
it's just froze on me um all right 100% Dan and I also think we all wake up you can think about this in your own self you don't wake up every single day feeling the exact same way Mm. emotionally Mm. energetically like you're constantly changing and so your experiences and your sense of excitement or anxiety towards things will always change so just be open take Mm -hmm. each day as it is and just wake up the next day with this open mindset for that new experience yep yep 100% so sleep habits to support waking up consistently early Mm -hmm. early consistently get more time on the other side (laughs) get more back Go to bed earlier. Set yourself up for a night routine. Yeah. Yeah. And how that looks like. More time. Yeah. I was talking to a client about this the other day. And I'm like, if I look at my schedule and my day is hectic, I'm getting home later than I want and I don't like that. Like, I don't like it. I hate it, to be honest. But that's just life and that's that's how it happens. But if the, the meals that I choose on those days, they literally are healthy nourishing meals that take 10 minutes to cook and you've got to adapt like that whereas if I went and cooked a meal that took an hour Mm. to prep I would be so drained so it's like okay I'm gonna cut up some veggies and roast some salmon and my veggies and whilst that's roasting I'm going in the shower getting ready for bed and that is literally all done in Mm. half an hour there's hardly any washing up because I'm roasting and then it's so much more time I get myself organized for the morning done stop like how much time you have left yes but people they potter along without (laughs) a plan at night time and then they're like Oh, it's 9.30. Where did that time go? Nothing's done. I'm not organized. Oh, I need to go back to sleep. I'm not going to wind down for another hour. You can't be doing and that. And by You've the got time to... you actually organize yourself at that time, you're not in bed till 11.30. Yeah. So create yeah. more time with a plan. And just little little tips. Like just if you know you're limited on time and you get home late, like you say, don't turn the TV on. Mm-hmm. do all or the sit, stuff or sit do down don't, do, don't don't do sit it. down <laughs> don't sit down yet <laughs> just try and do like Dan says the organizing things that you know you're going to be doing two three hours mm-hmm. down the track and getting to bed like do them first set yourself up first cook your dinner have your shower then if it's 7 30 8 o'clock and you have half an hour to enjoy that wind down time to watch your show or to read a book for half an hour or you choose to sit and do your meditation like we all have that time it's just prioritizing and understanding can I set myself up and be organized first and if you have to start setting setting a clock that tells you like ding ding it's 8 45 so you go oh my gosh like I've got to start getting ready for bed if you need that prompt do it I actually nearly make it like a little game for myself. I, in my head, am like, I bet you, Danielle, cannot get all this done in half an hour. And then I'll be like 20 minutes in and it'll be all done. And I'll be like, yes, I can can relax now. Woohoo. I've got so much more time. 
instead of like I'm so tired I've got so much to do and it's this negative spin that then drains your energy even more and then you get nothing done you've Mm. it's like honestly a mindset game honestly yeah so you can set those benchmarks to have options exactly mm, and as big Dan one, said before, like you set yourself up on the weekend before you even start the week like if you haven't done a big shop and you don't have protein sauces and veggies there like obviously you're going to then have to call into the shops on the way home there goes another half an hour like mm-hmm. these little things that you can do to set yourself up for each week really gives back to you tenfold so it's like, how can I provide on a Sunday? How can I provide and set my week up to have maximum time in these areas that I need more time? And that's up to you and your decisions. Even cutting your veggies up for the week. So you, like yesterday, I have a little bit more time during the day sometimes. So I cut my sweet potatoes up, which is the shittest job, as everyone knows. Duh, no one wants to cut and peel potatoes and uh, <laughs> I cut them up at lunchtime I'm like oh this is a job I really do not want to do after my sessions I get home late it's already done when I get home all I have to do is slide it in the oven so it's like how can you make your life easier when you're t- more tired mm. yeah and just on that, I know like some people have partners or families or dogs and these other things that also can distract or derail your time so the more you can set yourself up like Dan said for success using a little bit more time on the weekend to get organized it will really Mm. really really help when something may pop up Mm. Mm. good one I think we answered that one yeah does stress this is the last one for today we're not going to chew your ears off too much today um so does stress level change your nutrition needs specifically more related work stress related so yes short answer (laughs) so if you're stressed inside things become intense your body is going to be going into an inflamed state pretty much I yep There's studies prove that you'll crave more sugar, uh, carbs, depending on your body, what's going on when you are stressed. And then you've got your psychological stress that then some people are attached with food to ease that. So it's like you get a dopamine hit from certain foods like sugar that you're going to reach for because you are stressed because it's psychological and then you've got an adverse reaction there so there's so many different elements to this question I feel like we could do a whole podcast on this and we actually Uh, may do a whole podcast on this (laughs) (laughs) I think so because yeah you go even as Dan says when you are craving certain foods like sugar and carbs it also comes down to when we're in a stress state and we've got this anxiety and this this feeling of that racy heart and unsettledness, we don't feel like eating because it, sh- it kind of shuts down your hunger hormones and your appetite, so leptin and ghrelin. So because of the distorted appetite, we don't eat our regular meals, but then we get to the yeah. point where our body needs this energy because the energy is being pumped around our body 
to try and keep your brain functioning. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah. I'm adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. I'm trying to full crazy energy in. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I think you're right. (laughs) That's like we'll probably be saying the same thing. Yeah, I think like, this is wait. classic us in our life. <laughs> Dan and I are like thinking and both being like, who's <laughs> saying the same thing though, <laughs> mentally? <laughs> anyway, what we were saying is that, you know, when you do stop eating because you are stressed, not only are you disrupt, disrupting your hormones, but you're going to be so hungry later and that's when you will reach for sugars, lots of carbs, a big meal that's then going to stress your digestive system out. So you've got psychological stress over here that's then created this negative loop and then you then are going to load up your digestive system that's going to create another negative loop in your body going over time even though your body's already stressed you're going to contribute to your digestive stress and then that's going to cause inflammation as well mm. okay and so then you add in the mix then you've got that, <laughs> that 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 sugar high and then you can't calm down you can't sleep you can't spike your insulin because yes. you're constant like you're on go-go so i guess our advice here would be Make sure you really do, like if you have a big week at work, if you know things are coming up and you are getting stressed, as hard as it is to kind of stop yourself reaching for those foods, if you can really, really, really try and prioritize a protein source, something that's going to give back to your body in that moment and then prep yourself with some healthier versions of some of those treat foods and have them available to you. That will really help. Regular. Regular meals is key here. So you're not skipping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're sustaining your energy levels because if you're in a high stress environment, you're going to need more energy for your brain function. Get the food in, start there. And then like our whole next module for our program, the second module in our program is all to do with this because it is so important. It's not like I would nearly say I would nearly say it's more important than nutrition because it's so related to what you put in your mouth. So without managing your stress, then it's very hard to combat long long term what you're eating anyway. Mm. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Completely agree. So yes, yes, and yes. Yes, yes, and yes. So in that moment, regular meals, also trying wherever you can to just take a moment to connect to the present moment and calm yourself Mm -hmm. down where in whatever way that looks like for you, it might be 10 big breaths. It may be a meditation. It may just be naming things in your environment just to distract that negative feedback loop and get yourself into that kind of logical thinking part of the brain, the prefrontal cortex. So as yeah, Dan said, work on that hydration, keep having options available to you so you can make the best decisions in that moment. And this is a good um, part and moment as well to bring it back to saying no to others. Let's just remember that one too, shall we? While we're talking about this topic, having boundaries, you know, choosing yourself first, including your meals, including being like, hey, sorry, work, I have to eat without my computer in front of me strong boundaries Mm -hmm. 
letting on it. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? F others, let them down. (laughs) Show up for you first and then because you're going to be more productive, you're going to be less stressed, and it's going to be out of that toxic cycle. Mm -hmm. And mind you, when you're kind of in that stress environment and you're skipping meals like Dan had mentioned before, not only is your brain not concentrating on the activity you're doing, it's kind of, it's probably drifting off to that moment anyway where you're thinking Mm. about food the whole time. So then you end up wasting Mm. more time. Yeah. And we've been yeah. there. We've been in that environment for four bell. We totally understand it. Um, it's very easy to get in, but it's also easy to get out of if you follow just the simple steps that we talked about. Alrighty, yeah. gonna leave it there. Yeah, we hope Sounds you good. all have a beautiful day. This has been fun. I know that we can <laughs> get a little bit intense. We can sometimes. chat and ramble. <laughs> We'll do small yeah. topics like this and <laughs> always send us questions because then it gives us some focus points for what you need. Exactly. And each week's different for what people need. So it's a good way to do it. All right. We'll speak to you all soon. Have a beautiful day. Bye.